how can I be, how can you connect? How can you connect? How can you connect? Because to me, that's much more important than the scaling because the scaling will happen either way. The reason why my communities have been able to scale is because I connect with people. You're listening to the Brand Spanking You podcast. My name is Sarah Ehlinger, former creative director and strategist for multi-million and billion dollar brands turned entrepreneur. After spending over a decade building my own freelance and online businesses, I know that creating a brand around yourself is a heck of a lot different than building one for the big companies. It requires diving deep into your mindset, going beyond generic tips and strategies, and throwing out the script in order to do things your way. Are you ready to get into it? Let's go. Hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome back. Such a thrill to have you here, as always, listening. This week, I am very excited to share a conversation that I had several weeks back with Kimra Luna. Now, if you don't know, Kimra is a bit of an online business, online marketing OG. They've been around for a while and It was so fun having this conversation and hearing from Kimra just where they started out, what's going on right now. We have a ton of overlap in the way that we both view values, the connection between personal branding and personal growth. (laughs) You kind of can't separate them. Camera is an amazing community builder, and so it was great having that conversation with them, too, about just how important community building has been to building their business, which I think is something that, you know, it's easy to lose sight of because we interchange social media and community with each other, and they're really not the same thing. (laughs) So Kimra has a great take on what it means to actually connect and build community. So if you don't know who Kimra is, let me give you the lowdown. Kimra Luna is a cosmic sensuality coach, somatic ritualist, pleasure activist, and personal branding and online business strategist. Kimra is the founder of Riot Doll Society Community on Discord and is the host of the Riot Doll Show on YouTube. Their community and channel cover topics on online business, self-healing, sex, love, relationships, music, sensuality, self-love, psychology, and activism. Kimra has been featured in Forbes, Inc. Magazine, and the New York Times and has been interviewed on over 100 podcasts. Kimra is a queer punk Mexican single mama to three boys and spends their free time going to punk shows and making vegan food for their family and friends. Let's get into this conversation with Kimra Luna. Hey, Kimra, how's it going? Pretty good. Just, you know, going about my day. (laughs) Yeah, I love that you're here. I love that we're going to have this chat today. I'm not really sure where it's going to go, but I know that um, there are a lot of things we can talk about um, and a lot of things that I know my listeners would be really into. So how about to kick it off? You just um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you got going on. All right. So uh, I'm Kimra Luna for the people that don't know me. Um, I am primarily a personal branding and online business strategist. I do a lot of marketing education, um, but doing this for about 10 years now, which is kind of wild to say. Um, I that's, started like, as, that's like uh, ice age years. Someone like me who is very kind of like ADHD and would like move, but, but I think because business has so much change in it, like I didn't, Mm -hmm. I I just, and I like what I do, you know, I really enjoy it. Um, I'm also a certified, uh, sex coach and sex educator. I'm also a breathwork facilitator, sound healer. I, I mean, I do all sorts of things. So, um, you know, I'm also an activist. So I do a lot of local, um, activism work in my community here in Idaho. Um, I'm a musician. I love singing. Singing is one of my 
one of my favorite things to do. Um, I, you know, I have three kids, so, um, and I'm kind of this like queer, non-binary, Mexican, indigenous mama who, you know, loves punk rock shows and, you know, like, like, uh, it sounds like you're not busy at all. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I have a lot of, uh, projects going all the time. So, um, I'm, I'm my current, my current thing that I'm, I'm learning right now is printmaking. So I, I've taken, I love printmaking. Yeah. Yeah, I did a lot of printmaking when I was in school. It's a really fun it's a really fun art form. It's very, yeah, it, yeah. it, it kind of taps into a different part of your brain because you have to think about everything in layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm just getting into that. So yeah, I kind of do um, a lot of, of things. I, I'm working on opening some brick and mortar businesses. I just, I, I'm, I'm all of the stuff all the yeah. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you are. Um, and you have a background, you have an interesting background because you've built up some pretty mega businesses and you've helped other people build up some mega businesses. Um, and it sounds like you're currently rebuilding yours from scratch. So uh, let's, let's chat a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I started in the online space as a vegan mommy blogger. Oh, Uh, funny. I I never would have guessed that. (laughs) Yeah, but that's, that's where I started. Um, And I, you know, had my recipes on my website. And I shared a lot of like, kind of like unschooling stuff I would do with my kids. Um, And, you know, like I, I was kind of just like a, like a stay at home mom, like we were pretty poor, we were, you know, in poverty, living on welfare, living at my in laws house at the time. And, you know, like, and I was raised in poverty as well. And mm-hmm. as an adult, um, I was pretty embarrassed with myself that I was on welfare as an adult with kids because I was raised on welfare and I had promised myself that I wouldn't be like that when I was an adult. Like I was like, oh, I never want to be like that. You know, I want to be able to give. Yeah, but that mindset stuff, when you're raised in that, like I'm still to this day, like unraveling family of origin money shit. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you, it's like peeling an onion. You feel like you're like, I feel like I got through all of this and you just keep peeling it and peeling it and peeling it. So like, I get that feeling like ashamed, but also like, you know, how do you, how do you break those generational patterns? Yeah. And, and that's kind of where, when my second son was born, where there was kind of a big shift for me, that was really when, you know, I'm like in the hospital, here's my second kid. I'm still poor, have like no clothes, basically. I'm like, Mm -hmm. our babies have no clothes to wear, you know? Like, I'm like, what is this? Like, this just sucks. Like, I was just so like, kind of like almost just enraged at myself to like let myself get to that position in life. And so I, you know, shortly after that, we did end up finally getting off of welfare. My ex-husband finally was able to like get a good job. And, and I, we ended up, you know, getting our own place and like, kind of like starting, a, you know, our own on our own without like his, his uh, family's, you know, help because we, we were living with him for a long time, which it still really sucked. I mean, we didn't have any furniture. I sat on the floor for <laughs> almost a year before we ever had a couch. Um, we didn't have any dressers. We had like a blow up bed, you know, everything was from the dollar store Um, and and it still really sucked. But, you know, we were moving up a little bit in the world, right? Like we were finally like, hey, like we're finally starting to move up a little bit. Yeah, you're making you're making some moves. Yes. And then I started listening to some podcasts. So I had gotten an an iPhone, like a really, really cheap one. And then podcasts were starting to come out at the time. And this was maybe... I don't know. It was was a long time ago, but there was like some podcasts that were starting to come out. And I had already had like a a Facebook group that had been growing like a vegan mommy Facebook group, but I didn't have like a blog or like a website or anything like that. And I started listening to some podcasts that were talking about blogging. And so I had said to my, you know, my husband at the time, we're now divorced, but I said to him at the time, um, you know, I really want to get an iMac. And he was like, why? And I said, because that's what successful blogger people use. Like I, I'm listening to these podcasts and, they, <laughs> and I was very computer illiterate. So people think like, oh, Cameron must know all the technology. She understands to do this online business stuff. No, I'm very, I'm, I'm not the techiest person. And so he was like, well, maybe when we get our tax return back, 
we can get a computer. And I said, that would be great. So I literally was, we were living in the middle of nowhere in this little town called Stewart's Draft, Virginia. I was a, you know, stay at home mom with two kids. And I was just, I was bored out of my freaking mind. I had no friends there. Nobody looked like me there. Half of the town was Mennonites, you know? So it was like, you know, like I just, I didn't, I just didn't fit in. So I was like, I need to create something. And so I had already had like my Facebook group that I only ran through my phone, like my Facebook app on my phone. Like I didn't even have a computer. And so I was like, you know, I need to get a computer so I can like learn how to make a website and how to like make a blog and, and things like that. And so I did, you know, start to do that. I Googled and searched like how to have a successful blog. And that was like the first thing I typed in when I got this computer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause I was like, I have it's all this. It's so funny because now- now it's like people are just like, well, how do I do this? And how do I do that? And it's like, I don't know. Google it. Like there, yeah. I was so, there was a point last year I was so frustrated because people were asking me so many different things and like, well, what about this course? Or what about that course? Or what about this program? And it's like, there's a million amazing things out there that you can take. But at the end of the day, if you're not willing to just like Google that shit and figure it out. Yeah. You have to be at least willing to learn, yeah. right? And that was something you where I didn't have to be have willing money. to learn. Yeah. I didn't have the money to like hire some business coach. I didn't have the, I mean, we barely had a money to buy a Starbucks, you know, like right. we, we, we had a very tight budget with our groceries. We literally had to buy the exact same items every time we went to the grocery store because it, we would go over budget if we didn't, you know, mm-hmm. like it was very, it, it, it was very difficult. And so you know, we get this computer with our tax return. And so I start, you know, Googling these things and our internet was so slow because we live in this little town and like, I mean, it's like take forever to load a website. And I found Pat Flynn who, who's smart. Oh yeah. And I found Pat Flynn when I started Googling this and he had had these breakdowns on his website of all this money he was making from these affiliate commissions. Like he would like, oh, I promote this thing and it gives me this much commission per month. I promote this thing. It gives me this much commission per month. And I was like, wow, like maybe with my blog, there's some things that I can make commissions with. And so I started my my mommy blog. The blog starts getting pretty popular because I already had a Facebook group. So I was like, telling people from my group, hey, check out my new blog. I'm, I'm starting a blog. Um, and I started selling Vitamix blenders. So that was one of the first things I started selling. So I was making commissions on Smart. Vitamix blenders. And then I was selling like protein powders and like essential oils and like jewelry, just like, mm-hmm. I don't know, kind of just like random things. Some of, some of it was kind of random. I was like, why would I sell that? That doesn't even make sense. But, you know, I was just because like Because at the time, you're just like trying everything, you yeah, know, yeah. that's that's something. It's like you out. have to be willing to experiment and willing to like look back. I say that now. I'm like, I'm sure like whatever I do today, I'll look back a year from now and be like, why the hell is I doing that? Even though yeah. I know what I'm doing now, you know, because yeah. it's like you yeah. got to be willing to experiment. Exactly. Exactly. So I was just dabbling, trying all these things. And my blog did start getting quite a lot of traffic through Pinterest. So um, oh, Pinterest yeah, sure. kind of like my main source of, of online traffic. People were able to find my blog. And eventually within, this was less than a year of blogging, I was getting over 100,000 unique views a month on my blog. Amazing. So now I'm just like blowing up. Like, and I wasn't making very much money. I think like the most I made was maybe like 700 in a month or something from like some Vitamix commissions or something like that. But I, I was, I wasn't making a ton of money, but I was still making a, like, wow, like this is actually helping my household, you know, like, right. wow, like, and so I decided to create my first course because I started learning like, oh, you can sell a course, um, you know, and host like webinar presentations. And I was like, oh my gosh, like maybe I can teach some things or something. And so I I made my first course, which was called Get Your Sexy Back, which was a body positivity <laughs> course for moms. So it was all about like loving your body, accepting your body and all the changes that, you know, happen from having babies and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it was like, but body positivity, like wasn't even a phrase back then. Like I'm telling no, you, I'm like, I'm kind of like chuckling to myself because I'm like, man, you yeah. are like way yeah. ahead of the curve on that yeah. one. Like, yeah, it was like, it, yeah, that wasn't even a phrase. Like, I probably would have called it that if I if that was right. a thing, you know what I mean? But it, like, it wasn't even a thing at the time. And so, um, and it did talk about some fitness, some nutrition stuff, just general, like, taking care of our bodies. But it was mostly about, like, the mindset type of stuff of, like, right. loving our body enough to actually want to take care of our body, you know? Yeah. Like, so it was, it was a pretty interesting course. I only sold it to, like, four people or something. Like, I wasn't really good at selling. I, I had no sales But, like, training. I kind of feel like, do you feel like that's all it takes though? Like it's like 
I remember just years ago, I did a course um, and ultimately I, I didn't like doing that course, but it was like just having a few sales, you go like, oh, I'm hooked. Yeah. Like I'm hooked on like, like creating something that's like going to help other people or that's going to, you know, there's like yeah. something there. You get kind of hooked on it. Yeah, I was very excited about it. And then I had a family friend who he actually had a pretty large like email list. And he was like, oh, like, you know, we were at like Thanksgiving or something. He's like, oh, like, you know, how's like your little blog going? I said, your little blog blog going. I said, my blog isn't little. (laughs) Shut your mouth. He literally said little. I was like, my blog isn't little. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, I had 100,000 unique views last month. You want me to show you the stats, you know? And Mm -hmm. he was just like, what do you mean? How'd you get that? Were you doing like Google AdWords or whatever? I was like, I don't even know how to do Google AdWords. What are you talking about? I use Pinterest and my Facebook group and that pretty much it, you know? And I just get tons of, tons of traffic through that. And, and he was just like Pinterest. Like he didn't even know what Pinterest was. Well, then I was like, that had to be like at the very beginning of Pinterest. Yeah, it was, it had only been around maybe two years or something. Mm -hmm. It hadn't been around a long time. And it was pretty popular in the mom communities. And my Facebook group was a mom group. So it kind of made sense, right? Um, yeah. And anyway, so he wanted me to teach a workshop to his community about Pinterest. And I said, well, I don't even really know, like, really how to make, like, a bunch of slides for this. Like, I, like, I never really did something like this before, you know? Because, like, when I made my course, I would just have the camera pointed at me. Like, I didn't really have yeah. slides or anything, you know? So I was just like – and he's just like – well, like you just write everything up on like a document on your computer and I'll just get on there. And this was like when Google Hangouts first came on and he on the scene. And so he said, you know, we'll do a Google Hangout. So we did this Google Hangout and I taught people, I screen shared, I showed people like everything I knew about Pinterest, like everything. It was like a two hour long, like presentation. Like I showed him every single thing. Oh my God. I went like, I went hard. Okay. Like I was like, I'm showing you everything. Cause I didn't know what was up. Like I was just like, I'm just going to show everybody everything I know. Like I just was yeah. having fun with it. I loved it. Like I was like, this is great. I was having a great time. So that's like my first kind of like webinar, I guess, so to speak. And after that presentation, two things happened. So this is like where we were talking before this call about values, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I was like, I really believe that people need to build a business around their values, the things that they care about. And so after the presentation was over, a few people reached out to me and they wanted to work with me. They were like, can you help me? Like, I, like I have a, I have a brand. This is what I do. Like, like I really need help with my Pinterest. I really want to get traffic. And so I started like tr- learning like, oh, like I can get clients. Like people can like pay me to help them with their Pinterest. Like I'm like right. a Pinterest expert or whatever. Cool. You know? And so that was something that happened. So I was like, great. People want to work with me. So I started getting like some clients this way then. But another thing that happened is people started sending me emails that said, you shouldn't give away that much information for free. Okay. Mm, interesting. So people said this and it rubbed me real wrong. I was, I was actually kind of pissed at these people. Well, like I could like, that. like a couple of ways it rubs you wrong. It's like, who are you to say what I can, yeah. can or can't give away for free? And like, yeah. why, like I just gave that away for free and got a couple of clients. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, so it really just, it kind of pissed me off a little bit. And I remember I, I told my ex-husband at the time, I said, look what these people emailing me. There was like three people that said this mm-hmm. and they were just like, you're giving away too much information. That should only be for someone that paid you, blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. And I, and I, and I told my ex-husband, I said, this is rubbed me the wrong way because I really believe that people deserve access to information. Yeah. I really genuinely believe that. I didn't grow up with, you know, a lot of access to internet at my home. Like there were some, but like not really, like it wasn't really used as an education type of tool. I wasn't like in my household, like people weren't encouraging me to like go to college and, you know, do educate. Like I believe people deserve access to education. And I was like, this is really rubbing me the wrong way. And and I also feel I want to give value to people. I want to help yeah, people. Yeah, and you giving, that, you giving that access to education to people, like what does that take from anybody? No, it doesn't nothing, take anything nothing. from anybody. Yeah. And so I was mad. And so he, what he said to me, he said, well, those people, they have a scarcity lack mindset. They think that if they give away too much, that no one is going to want to give back to them, that they won't get something in return. Like they, that they, that, that giving isn't a reciprocal type of thing. And that was, I was like, oh, like that's, that's like they're misunderstanding the energetic exchange. Yeah. So for me, I was excited. I was super pumped up. I mean, I was nervous as all hell because there was like 
hundreds of people on this stream, yeah. probably even thousands. Like I got scared to even look at the numbers because this guy had a really big email list. So I was like mortified the whole time, but I just kept going. I kept teaching. Yeah. I was just like, well, and it. that I'm feeling so- too, like we were chatting about human design briefly before we started recording. And it's like, anytime you have that feeling, because you were saying you're a generator, I'm a man, Jen. Anytime you have that feeling where you're like, oh my God, I'm lit up. I'm excited. It, like that's a sign. Green light, go. Go for it. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was kind of mad at these people and I and I and I did tell them off. Like I was pissed. Like I was just like, first of all, you haven't paid me a dime, so I don't really care what you think about me. Yeah. And I said, second second of all, like, why are you sitting here trying to tell me how to run my life and run my business? Like this Mm -hmm. is my business. Like this isn't you. Like, don't talk to me this way. And they got all butthurt or whatever, but I don't care. Like, because I was just like, you ain't paying my bills. I don't care what you think, you know? So I mean yeah, you know, like I was just like, no, like I, and that was something that rubbed me the wrong way, but it made me, it kind of ingrained this value in me of like, you do provide value, Kimra, you serve, like, that's what you're here for, you know, mm-hmm. like it kind of ingrained this thing inside of me of showing up from a place of service rather than a place of lack, like these other people were yeah. showing up. And also like, I'm assuming it ingrained that thing in you where you're like, oh, it's important to me to infuse my values into the DNA of my business, regardless of what anybody else says or thinks. Yeah, because at that time, I didn't have a marketing business. My business was still my mommy blog. Like, right. so I wasn't even selling these types of services. I wasn't selling courses on like how to use Pinterest or anything like that. Like I wasn't doing any of that sort of stuff. Like I was just doing this because I, a family friend asked me to. Like I wasn't like, like I wasn't like I had some sort of agenda or something. I just right. wanted to show people what was up, you know? Somebody and asked you, was. you thought it sounded like, like fun, you did it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and so it was just to me, I was just like, screw those people, you know. But it did make <laughs> me realize, like, wow, there are people that are like that that really want to hold back from people. And I've just never been that way. I've always given, like, like anybody, like even because I've seen people all the time, they would complain about, like, oh my gosh, there's all these webinars I watch. The whole thing is just a pitch. I said, well, clearly you've never been to my webinar because my webinar, right. you're gonna have a giant list of freaking homework to do afterwards. You're gonna be learning how to do stuff. Like that's how my well, webinar and is. I would assume you know? too, like that. That's why you've had so much success because guess what? If people show up for your webinar and you're giving that much stuff, anytime you have a webinar, they're going to show up for it. You Mm -hmm. know, I know there are certain people I know that I know if they're doing a community training, a free community training or a webinar or something like I know those people who are actually going to show up and give value versus the people where I show up and it is a pitch the whole time. And I'm like, well, sorry, tap, I'm out. And now I'm also out of your email list and I'm out of your community because this doesn't feel good. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm very much in that type of way too. Like I want to be around people that are similar to me who want to give a lot of value, who really genuinely want to support people and help people. I mean, of course, that doesn't mean you need to give every single thing away. I mean, obviously, if you're hosting a workshop, you can't talk for 10 hours on it. There's only a certain amount of time that people are going to pay attention. But it's definitely something where I, I've i never like held back from people. When people ask me questions, I've always been honest. I tell them the answer. I give them the support. If I can't find the support, I find resources for them. Like that's yeah. just the way I, I function as a person. Well, and before I had a business, that's just how I function as a yeah, person. Yeah. And I feel like as because there's a lot of talk about like accessible price points and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that mm-hmm. in the marketing world now. And my take, like, agree or disagree. My take on it is like, I do have to have those clients who are going to pay me a higher price point who are willing to pay for that value um, so that I can live, so that I can support myself in the way that I need to be supported so that I can show up and give. And also so that I have the bandwidth to be able to show up and give away all of that free stuff, give away that lower price point stuff so I can show up for that because I do want to have that accessibility for other people. But in order to have that accessibility, you also have to like secure your own shit first (laughs) too, you know? Absolutely. You know, like I do have one-on-one clients. They do pay a pretty high premium price. 
but I also don't even really promote that. People just right. come to me for that. They reach out to me, hey, do you offer one-on-one work? You know, like that's there, and those are usually people that are at a different stage in business anyway. They're already making six figures before they're, they're at a different out. stage. They're ready yeah. to invest. They understand yeah. what that investment means. They understand what the ROI yeah. is on know. that. It's like a whole I'm different not- thing. I'm not convincing people. I'm not manipulating people to pay me, right. you know, $2,500, $3,000 a month. I'm not manipulating anybody into that. They know it. Usually, if I name what, what my rates are when I'm on a call with them, that's usually what they expect. They're, they're like, right. okay, great. Like, let's get started. You know, like, okay, I'll send over the client contract, sign that. I'll give you your link, you know, like it, it's, they know it. However, I do always have low ticket stuff. I have tons of free stuff. My YouTube channel is free stuff. Like I always have tons of free content. We, you know, my community has free breathwork sessions. We also have, we have a business astrologer in my community now. We do co-working <laughs> sessions. Amazing. I mean, we have all sorts of like cool stuff like in my community, you know, and I, we do tons of stuff for free, but yeah, I got to be able to pay my bills in order to have the energy to provide the free stuff too. And yes, we do want to have some things that are accessible type of pricing, but I tell people all the time, I say, but not necessarily because if you have a lot of free stuff, people can apply the information and learn from free stuff. I built a business to seven figures before I bought courses, before I bought courses. I didn't need courses in order to build to that point. I learned from free content, from being on people's webinars, from watching YouTube videos, from watching people, from listening to people's podcasts, taking stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of notes. Yeah, because it's all out there. All the information you want or could need, it's all out there. It's just like when you pay for the courses and the coaching, you just you fast track yourself. Yeah, it's really just a fast track. Yeah, I think I could have gone even faster if I would have, but I literally didn't have. You didn't have the money. Yeah, I just didn't have the money. And so I'm like doing, you know, like so once I hit to like six figures, past six figures. I hired like I did like kind of like a weekend mastermind with this person. This was like a really funny story I posted on my Facebook the other day. Like it was like maybe like a week ago, but because I just had to remember the story. But like I had hired this this guy to help me with like a launch plan. It was like kind of like a, a group mastermind setting, and everyone was putting like a launch plan together. Like that was like the goal of it, but. I just wasn't feeling it. Like I literally was like, I do not want to do this. He wanted me to do like these like pre-recorded, scripted, like fancy videos. And I was also pregnant at the time with my third son. And I was like, I'm not going to spend $20,000 on videos that I'm not going to be able to repurpose the next year. First of all, that's dumb. And then I was like, second of all, I don't do scripted. Like that's just not my vibe in any way, shape or form. No, whenever I try to do scripted, I just like tank. It, it, I, yeah, it's like it, I can have a little it. outline or something, but like I got to be able to just like talk like me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just it's just not my vibe. And so I anyway, so I, I end up hosting my launch. And and at that point, I had I had made about one hundred fifty thousand, one hundred eighty thousand or so in business at that point. And I'd only been in business for about six months. And so, you know, I thought, OK, it's time to invest. Like, so I did it. I did that weekend mastermind thing. I didn't do any of the stuff that that guy told me to do. I was just like, I ain't doing any of that. I ain't listening to any of that crap. I'm just going to go do my own thing. So, okay, $1,200 down the drain, whatever. I got to go, I got to go to the beach, whatever, you know, like, who cares, you know, whatever type of thing. So I I move on with my life. I'm just all, you know, pregnant, waddling around everywhere. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to host a bunch of webinar presentations because that's what I was comfortable with at the time. That's what I felt good about. And then I said, and I'm going to make a brand video that's, it's not going to be about my program. It's going to be about, what I care about. It's going to be what my values are, why I created my community, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so I hired a person to make a brand video. Um, and they came to my house. I had like a, like a big, like event, like at my house and everything. Like it was super cool. Um, and was in, so they were to get like B roll and things like that. And, and, you know, like we created this really great brand video. And then I was like, when I'm going to put aside some money to put on some ads, I'm going to push that video out. The video ended up getting almost a million views. That's crazy. So I posted it on Facebook and was just cranking like money to ads yeah. to it. And it was getting tons of traffic to my website. And I, again, I wasn't selling anything in the video. It was just about who I was and what I was about. It's like, yo, I'm camera. I'm camera. This is what I am. This is what I care about. Like, this is me. Like, it's hey, brand awareness. Up? Yeah. Just some aware, just awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basic brand awareness. And, um, and anyway, which I then- think like people forget about now. Oh, yeah. People don't like, ever they, really. They want to like jump straight to the ask or the sale or the launch or the and it's like, yeah. 
don't forget about brand awareness. Like that's powerful. Yeah. They don't Mm -hmm. know who you are. Right. So so I started doing that. Um, And then I hosted my webinar presentations. Several of them had thousands of people registered. Um, And again, this was like my second ever launch. So my first launch was like a $65,000 launch and I'd only been in business for about three months. And then I, you know, did like, you know, some one-on-one money, which is how I made some, some up to, up to like the 200,000. I had like one-on-one clients. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to be done having clients because I'm about to have a baby. I'm going to do this launch. I'm done with one-on-one clients. So this launch has to be real good because I need to be able to hire a nanny, right? So, so because this is my third kid, right? I was like, I need a nanny. I'm going to keep running this business, right? So I do my launch. I do all the webinars. Didn't do anything that coach dude told me to do. Um, And the launch ended up doing $780,000 in sales. Crazy. And I had spent about 15,000 on like the ads and the marketing and stuff like that. I did not have a team at that time. I had a person who wrote my sales page and designed my sales page. but That was it. Like I did not have like a a full team. And what was the program that you were selling? That program was was called Be True Brand You. I'm no oh, longer able to sell it um, because of my intellectual property stuff with my divorce. Yeah. Um, but um, but that was my that was like my second like launch, like official launch of that program, and it was it was massive. And and again, I didn't do what that guy told me to do. I just followed what I wanted to do. And the thing is, is he had the freaking audacity to ask me for a testimonial. Right. And this guy had like a really big following, a big <laughs> reputation. So I was like, okay, fine. Like I'll, I'll record a testimonial, but I'm not giving him any credit for my own ingenuity and the way I did my mm-hmm. launch. Right. So I record the video. I had to record like 18 times because obviously I was feeling just uncomfortable, you know, just even filming it. Right. And so I finally sent it to him and he's just like, well, something feels like, you know, really, you know, off about, about your video. I said, well, because something is off. I said, you, I, I have all I didn't of the notes. use your method. <laughs> yeah, I said, I have all the notes in my Evernote from your, like all the stuff that you wanted me to do from that weekend. And I didn't do any of that. Like literally right. zero. I did none of that. Yeah, whatsoever. and the crazy thing is like the crazy meta thing happening is that you were selling Be True Brand You, which is all about doing it your own way. And you're yeah. like, fuck it. I'm not listening to this guy. Yeah. I'm doing it my own way. Yeah. I yeah. I was literally just like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it the way Kimra does it, you know? And I, I tell people all the time, I say, there's a million ways to get to a million bucks. Like there's not one way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, there is foundational pieces. Obviously you have to have people that actually want to buy your thing. I mean, come on now. Like you can't just try to sell something no one wants to buy, but there are foundational things. You have to build community. You have to be talking to other humans about what you're doing. I mean, there's certain foundational things that have to be happening, but you know, really every single people's business can be customized and have a flow. And like, even when I developed my Be True Brand You program at the time, now my program, it's a new one called the Galaxy. Um, But when I built that program at the time, I, it was very much kind of like a choose your own adventure business program where, yes, we laid all the foundational pieces, but it was like, okay, if you want to go like the webinar route, here's the route you go. If you want to go like the freebie Facebook ad funnel type of route, here's the route to go. If you mm-hmm. want to like, it was kind of like, you want to go the YouTube route, here's the route to go. Like it, we had like these different avenues that people could go. Yeah, could because do. everybody's different and different things are going to resonate with different people. You know, yeah, exactly. like you don't so, have to do it. You don't have to do it like some the way someone else does it if that it just does not if it's incongruent with your personality. Yeah, exactly. And so like some people would go like really hard down the YouTube route and some of them still from years later have a lot of success with their YouTube right. platform. They just went on it and they just kept going. Other people, it was their podcast and they just went really hard. They built it for years and they kept going. Like like every single person, you know, chose their their path. And that was something I think that was really important to me and something that was a little bit different than the industry as a whole and why my program became so successful and mm-hmm. why there were thousands of testimonials from that program over the years. I mean, we, yeah, over the years, I mean, just over time throughout all my courses, I've had over like 15,000 students in my courses. So that's a lot of people over years. And so there's been lots of testimonials, but a big thing that people give me feedback on is like, Kimmer, you allow me to be myself when I run my business and put me in this like box of like, you must do this, 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 and this. Like, sure. Like I said, there's foundational things. If you're doing SEO, there's 
there are certain strategies that work best around SEO. Like, I mean, depending on like which thing you're in, there's certain strategies with Instagram that work a particular mm-hmm. way. There's strategies with ads that work yeah. and don't work. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, you have to pick what works best for you in particular, you know, mm-hmm. like certain types of ads that I just don't even want to run, you know, because right. I don't want to do that, you know, but some people are crushing it with that type of thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you boo? Like, I don't want to make a TikTok video right now. Like, it's just no. not. My but maybe jam. you will next week and who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe you I'll know? change my mind. That'll be um, fine. So let me ask you this. What do you think, what do you think is about you or about your mindset? What do you think was that thing in you? Because I think a lot of people are like, how do I do that? How do I just not follow that guy's advice? You know what I mean? Because like, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, yeah. I just, if I just do all of the things and I just do them all exactly right. And I follow the advice of these people, then it'll all work and it'll be great done. Yeah. But like you, there was something in you that was like, eh, I don't yeah. think so. So what and do you I think? Even, what do you think that is? Yeah. And I even had asked myself at the time, I said, am I just being like uncoachable? Am I just being stubborn? Yeah. You know, yeah. like I was like, is, is but that that's even that is like good self-awareness to have to, to yeah. be like, because you do want to be coachable, but it's like, yeah. what is, you know, having that discernment. Where is that balance to that? And, and for myself, it's, it's kind of like, I just have always been like this. Like, mm-hmm. it's really hard to even explain it, but I usually can tell just in my gut if something is going to work out for me or not. Mm -hmm. And so far I've had a considerable amount of successes, whether it's in my own business, but even in my clients' businesses, like, like I'm very intuitive when I'm coaching them. Like I can feel like, because they'll say, oh yeah, this person said to try this or that. I'm like, well, how is that adding any value to this does that align with your core values like to me that feels off like you said these are your five core things that are most important to you but that thing doesn't really align with that so it's okay just right. leave that off you know just because someone else is in the, your same space is doing that thing doesn't mean you have to participate in that either you know like, so it really is know? about coming back to those values and just yeah. like reassessing very, reassessing over and over I those keep values. My values like list it like on like a sticky like on my computer and even when when I'm writing emails creating any piece of content content, every single thing goes back to that. Because for one, it keeps your message completely aligned, but it Mm -hmm. keeps you aligned. Yeah, it's like your true north. Yes. And then you know if something is off, right? Because every single person like, oh, do TikTok, do TikTok, do TikTok. I'm just like, "It, it isn't my vibe right now. But maybe yeah, maybe it will be someday. But it isn't my vibe right now. And even if I do it two years from now, I would still have great results. I know that I will because whatever I commit to, I know I'm going to have great results. Because when you decide to do it, you know that you're deciding to do. Well, first of all, I feel like there's a couple of things going on there. When you decide to do something, you fully decide to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not I'm just like, in. oh, I don't know, shiny object. I might try this. I might try that. You're like, nope, when I decide I'm all in, I'm doing yeah. it. And part of what goes into that decision is, is this aligned with my values? Is this a, in alignment with me? And if, and if so, then like, that's a yes. And if it's even like, like I know for myself, sometimes I'm trying to get better at like, even if it's a sort of like, I don't know, like a maybe yeah. or not sure. Yeah. I'm like, then you gotta just like take a chill pill on that one for a minute, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. come back and reassess. Yeah. And it's okay to reassess things too. I think people forget like, you know, like just because you're not doing something now doesn't mean you're not going to do it later. You could decide to do something later, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's a different order you want to do things in, you know, like I had a client who really, 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 really wanted to grow her YouTube channel. But I'm like, we don't even have all your products put together. Like we need to get your products together. So then your YouTube channel is actually sending people somewhere, you know, something simple things like that. Sometimes there's just an order in which is going to be easier for you. Right. So it's like, we don't want you just cranking out a bunch of YouTube channel videos and then there's no results coming. Yeah. That's like the classic thing of like the influencers and the content creators who are just like crushing it, but then they have like nothing to sell anybody. So they're actually not making any money. And they're the ones that become my private clients because yeah. they haven't been able to figure out how to sell their courses. They're really good at g- creating content and churning content out, but they're not very good at like, oh, how do I have a sales process? How do I have a funnel to lead people into to actually buy something yeah. from me? How do and I those clients for you, you're probably like, yeah, great, easy. You already have yeah. like the whole audience yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're like my favorite clients ever because we can just go bam, 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 bam and get things in place. And within three, four months, 
the the money mm-hmm. the cash flow it's interesting because i feel like a lot of people actually start there they're like oh let's i'll just start making content i'll start doing you know i'll start doing this stuff and it's like it's really that's not the best place to start yeah you definitely there has to be all those market research parts you don't know how many people never do market research it kind of just like almost nobody yeah like in the online space especially like it baffles me how many people haven't done any market research. And then I'm like, and you wonder why nobody wants to sign up for your webinar. You wonder Mm -hmm. why nobody wants to sign up for anything that you're doing, whether it's a paid thing or a free thing or not, because they don't do the market research to make sure like what their messaging is, because the messaging and the stories you tell and the content you create, that's what's selling them. The content should be closing the person, right? Like it's not every single piece of content, but a good portion of your content should be getting people to the point of like, wow, I really want to work with this person. Right. Like they like well, people should be thinking that, you yeah. know. And like something that I something that I work with a lot with my clients and I'm sure you've experienced the same thing is that people are doing things backwards. They're just doing they're doing things completely backwards. So then when we stop and we start to like take a step backwards and do the brand strategy, it's like, "Oh, now I'm figuring out all the who, what, why, how, like all mm-hmm. of that stuff." And they didn't do it in the first place, but the reason why they didn't do it in the first place is because of a whole bunch of like mind fuckery (laughs) things, you know, it's like, Oh, I just, if I just look around and I like copy what this person is doing or do what they're doing, or that seems interesting. I don't have to like do the, I don't have to figure out what my values are. I don't have to figure out, like, I don't have to do any of this deep work and figure out any of this other stuff that really kind of leads to some personal growth moments that like make you kind of like uncomfortable. And that's why it's easy to jump to that other stuff first. Yeah. Because like, especially when, in, when I, whenever I start my program, because my current program, it is like an evergreen type of thing. So people can join at any time, but I run it live like a few times a year. And the first workshop of that program People, they change their whole entire business. They're just like, okay, isn't scrap. that funny? Like, it, like they just re because they're they're now learning who they are. And there's a lot of people that actually tell me that they kind of cry a bit through mm-hmm. through the first um, workshop because it is so much about their brand identity, but it's also about their personal identity and how they see themselves showing up in the world and how they want to show up in the world and the values that they want to have portrayed out into the world and, and what sort of impact they want to make on the world and who their impact niches versus who their revenue niches and like, you know, all of these types of things. And they're like, Oh my gosh, like, I literally have to start over. And so it does happen quite a lot in my program. Like, like if someone's like, Oh my gosh, camera, I'm starting everything over. I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's just, <laughs> now you like, you have a better idea of who you are and what yeah. you want to be putting out into and the world like, oh, and the impact yeah. that you want to make. Yeah. yeah. They're like, Oh, got it. I was going down kind of a, kind of a, the, not the right path. Now I need to reel it in. And I'm just like, yeah, it's okay. Reel it in. It's okay. We got mm-hmm. you. You know, like I'm I'll sure there's other that. people too, that are like, it gives them confirmation that they can double down on what, yeah, yeah, where yeah. they're at. Well, though, yeah, too. Some people. Yeah, absolutely. Like when they're like, they're writing down their values and stuff, they're like, wow, I've already been doing this because mm-hmm. some people it is just more like natural like for me it was like natural you know like I like I remember like because how you were mentioning earlier like having you know like products that are like at a price point that people can afford you know like like accessible price point I did that naturally like that wasn't mm-hmm. something that came like oh my gosh I need to make it wasn't a strategy it was, you got from somebody it wasn't even a thing people were talking about yeah. you know like, like I didn't even know that that was a thing it was just how it was my natural value as a person who comes from extreme poverty who literally built my business to six figures before I had ever even bought any sort of courses or programs mm-hmm. to learn more stuff about business or marketing who built a seven figure business before I ever learned sales strategies. I literally never even had a sales coach until after I had already made seven figures in my business. Like mm-hmm. as coming from a person who couldn't afford those sorts of things and couldn't invest in those sorts of things. Like I wanted to make sure I created stuff that people could invest in things that were low price. And I had a monthly membership that was $10 a month with three, with three, thousand people in there. It was a $10 a month membership. And I would host a monthly workshop. There would be like worksheets and things that people could, you know, do activities. Mm -hmm. There was accountability groups and things like that. It was a really super chill. It seems like you, uh, you have a a history of like community builder 
is like oh, a big no, thing oh, in your background. Community is my core. My core value is community. Well, that's one of mm-hmm. them. My core value. My core values are rebellion, community, and liberation. So those are my my three core values. My my primary ones, I'd say. And, yeah, it seems uh, like you've built communities over and over and over, uh, and then your communities whole, become the back whole, the backbone of your business. Yeah, my my whole life. That's really how how I how I've built, and that's why a lot of people come to me to learn how to build communities. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, I had a client who had built a really large YouTube channel, but they hadn't been even commenting back to every single person. Like, they hadn't been doing that over the years, and so the things started kind of like dwindling a lot because they weren't paying enough attention to the people in their community. Like building community takes a lot of energy and it, it yeah. isn't for everyone, honestly, because you do have to respond to people. I, yeah, I agree. Some people, email. it's, some people are not cut out to yeah. like, I respond, be a community builder and that's okay. Yeah. I respond to every single email. Always have, always will. Mm-hmm. I don't, and there have been emails that I have sent that, especially if they're kind of like the inspirational type of emails, um, that will have thousands of replies. I reply to every single person. Always have, always will. And I that's just something I cannot change about myself. It's not something I can outsource. Yes, the ones that are like, you know, obviously the technical ones if someone's like, "Oh, how do I log into this?" like, yeah, I can have someone else's with yeah. that. But, you know, <laughs> like any of the stuff where someone's talking to me directly, that's always tagged as Kimra's email and I reply to every single one. Yeah, of them. I mean, there's something to be said about certain things. Everybody talks about scale. How can you scale? How can you scale? How can you scale? And sometimes the focus needs to be on shit how, that you can't scale. How can it be? How can you connect? How can you connect? Mm-hmm. How can you connect? Right. Because to me, that's much more important than the scaling because the scaling will happen either way. The reason why my communities have been able to scale is because I connect with people. I get to know people. Like there was this one time. Showing up as a real person, not a robot. Yes. And even in my paid programs, there was this one time I had um, gone to an event in New York City and I was talking to a guy who was in the industry, very similar niche as mine. He had, you know, thousands of people in his courses and stuff. And I was telling him about some of my students and he was just like, how do you know so much about your students? And I said, because I have an office hours and they show up and ask me questions. And so I know a lot about them and their businesses and, you know, they're all my Facebook friends pretty much too, you know, (laughs) it's because I like Mm -hmm. to see what's going on in their lives and stuff. And he was just like astonished that I like knew so much about my students. I was like, well, why don't you know anything about your students? You know, like to me, that was more confusing because I'm just like, Mm -hmm. you're you're selling someone something that costs $2,000 and you know nothing about that person. Like to me, I'm like, what is wrong with you? You know, like that's just like, that's like, like someone's spending money. They'd have a, a you know, they they spend money to go to college, and then the college professor like doesn't even say hi. You know what I mean? Like it, it's right. like that's to me like how how weird that is. Like you know, like right. like or they don't have an opportunity to even ask questions or get support. There was this one time I had bought a five thousand dollar program and you couldn't even get any support from the person who created the program. And then I told him, I said, well you need to give me a refund because like this is extremely expensive program. And I was already making seven figures at the time. Yeah. So and I mean like, unfortunately I think that's more the norm now. Yeah. And it wasn't like I like I wasn't hurting for money. I mean I already had a seven figure business at this time. I just wanted to see like this program, like how it went. Like I want like I was like this is very interesting. Like I want to kind of see like what this methodology is and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like if I can't get access to the person who created this program for five thousand freaking dollars. I can't even ask this person a personal freaking question about my business in particular. Then you need to give me a refund. Like I'm yeah. not gonna like this is just ridiculous. Like I cu- I couldn't believe that they were charging that much and then you couldn't get any like no access like zero. Like I was like okay I get like they don't can't be there every single day answering every question. But like I, you know sure they have the team and people supporting in that. But like. If I can't even ask you one question, like, I don't even want to mess with you. Like, see you later. Bye. You know. So, <laughs> so again, and, it like comes yeah. back to values where you're like, yeah, it's not, exactly. it's not even about the money. It's just it's, like, to me, I, I care about people feeling supported. I want people to feel supported. I want them to feel complete when they get off of a call, when they get off a workshop, I want them to feel they know what their next steps are. I want them to feel that they can come back to me and ask more questions and get more feedback from me. And that's why when I created my, my galaxy program, there's, there's actually group calls that go with it. And most people that are at the stage where I'm at in business, wouldn't host group types of calls for how low of a price point it is because it's only $220 a month. Like it's not some crazy, you know, outrageous price point. But I offer that because people need feedback. 
they need someone to to put their eyes on something and they're like, hey, Kimra, I finished my sales page. What are your thoughts? They People need that feedback, you know, because they don't really know like what is the best thing. I'm like, no, like change this language here or that language just isn't strong. That's not yeah. going to pull a person in. Like, like people need that feedback. And so that's why I decided to make my program. It's very similar to how my Beachy Brandy program was, but the way I've, I've shaped it is more where they get more access to me mm-hmm. because I'm like, I'm totally fine with building a business, you know, making significant amounts of money every single month and giving people access to me. Like I'm happy with that. I don't want to have a bunch of one-on-one clients that pay me 50,000 a month. Like I don't, or a, a year. I don't want that. I would rather have a bunch of people that I'm supporting, like 500, 1,000 people that I'm supporting. Well, because that's how you can make more impact. Yes, exactly. I, that's the impact. That's, that is a very important piece of my whole entire business is how much impact can I create? So sure, I'll have a few of those clients that are paying me the big bucks like that, but that's not my end goal. Yeah. And there's something to be said about, I'm a big fan of, group programs, like just even being in them myself. Um, because there's something to be said about, you know, you could get on that call and you could help maybe just like two or three people on that call. And there could be hundreds of people on the call, but those hundreds of people are getting something out of just watching you support those other people. Mm -hmm. I know like I've been in group programs before where I've never like raised my hand and participated in the call. I mean, there's other ones where I raise my hand every time, but you know what I mean? And I've sat there and gotten so much value out of that coach because just by watching them mm-hmm. coach other people and help other people because they're talking about things like, ah, I wouldn't have thought about it that way or that yeah. wouldn't have occurred to me, you know? So yeah. I think there is something about that where it's like, no, you might not be able to specifically talk to every person on that call, but in a a roundabout way you are. And that's why I encourage everybody to like get in group programs if you can. Yeah. I love group programs. I've, I've always loved being part of them. I Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I just love groups in general. Like I just like groups. Like I'm, I'm good in a group setting. You're a a community person. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that's, that's just the way that I roll. (laughs) All right, Kimra. I could. I feel like we could chat all day. Yes, we absolutely <laughs> we, we, can. We could chat all day. Um, tell the people where they can find you. So um, the best place to find me is my website, which is kimraluna.com, and that's K-I-M-R-A-L-U-N-A.com. And there you can sign up for my Discord community, which is where we have free breathwork and free co-working. And um, like I said, we have a business astrologer in there. We do book clubs. Um, and then I also host tons of free workshops. And then the secondary place would be my YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash Kimra Luna, just my name. Um, and those are kind of the best places to find me. If you want to ask me a direct question, my Instagram is that's where usually people are sliding into my DMs. So if you have a question for me, feel free to slide into my DMs. I'm always willing to help people out. And um, and yeah, those are kind of the best spots. I love it. I love it. This is a great conversation. Thanks for being on. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey there, if you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support the show is to share it with someone else or post about it on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at brand spanking you so I can show you some love. That's at brand spanking you with an N, not an ING. Go to brandspankingyoupodcast.com for show notes and links. And if you're ready to take it to the next level, uncover your brand superpower and leave confusion in the dust, head on over to brandspankingyoupodcast.com slash spark to learn all about my brand spark sessions. In just 60 minutes, they've been known to completely transform the way people think about their brands and let go of what's not serving them and their businesses. That's brandspankingyoupodcast.com slash spark. All right, that's all for now. This is Sarah Ehlinger, and I'll see you next time.